I'm Charlie Keegan. This is the Central Wigan Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Central Wigan Podcast. This is episode 15 and we have a game coming up on Monday night against Blackburn Rovers in the Skybet Championship. So for the match preview that we're going to go through, I'm going to go through the form first, the stats, who to watch on both sides, my team selection and then my overall feelings and thoughts on the game. So Blackburn are sitting 8th in the Skybet Championship this season with 43 points. We're going to have picked up 25 points compared to their 43, which obviously isn't great, and we are rock bottom of the championship. When we played them earlier on in the season at the DW, that was it actually was our last clean sheet and one of two, one of our last two wins as well. It was a Nathan Broadhead goal that picked up the three points in that 1-0 win. And that defeat for Rovers actually set off a run of four games where they won every single one. They beat Middlesbrough, Sunderland, Birmingham City, and then Hull City after that, but... Since they beat Hull City, they've been in and out of form. They're really struggling to get a win. They haven't had a back-to-back win since then. And they have started to come down the table as well. They're managed by John Dahl Thomason, and he's been in charge of them since July 1st, 2022, after they moved on from Tony Mowbray. They hope to kick on up the league you know, by changing managers, but that that's not really worked out as, as planned so far. So far this season, they've played 28 matches in the league, won 14, drawn 1, and they've lost 13. They've scored 31, conceded 35, and they've got a goal difference of minus four, which is the worst in the top 10. But they have kept 10 clean sheets, which is up there with the likes of Millwall, one off Burnley, and two off Sheffield United. So they're doing well on that front. At home this season, they've played 13, won nine. They haven't drawn a game yet, and they've lost just four games. They've scored 20, conceded 13, and kept six of their 10 clean sheets at Ewood Park. So overall, they've picked up 27 of their 43 points. It's much better than their away form where they've played 15, won 5, drawn 1, lost 9, scored 11 but conceded 22 and kept 4 clean sheets. So only the 16 points have been on the road. But, you know, we played them at Ewood Park. We knew that when they came to the DW, we expected a lot better than we actually got. I really didn't think that Blackburn offered much in that game and, you know, I think we were deserved winners overall. In the last six games, they have won 2, drawn 1, lost 3. They've scored six, conceded nine, and kept the two clean sheets. That run goes back to December 17th, where they played Norwich City away, and they won 2-0. Then they went to the Stadium Light to play Sunderland. They lost 2-1 on Boxing Day. December 29th, they hosted Middlesbrough and lost 2-1 to them. On January the 1st, they played Cardiff City at Ewood Park. They won that one 1-0. January 14th, they went away to Rotherham United, and they got battered 4-0 by them. And then on most recently, January 21st, they went down to Bristol City and got a 1-1 draw. So they've been quite inconsistent overall, but as a Wigan fan, can't really really call other teams being inconsistent. But as I mentioned before, we are rock bottom of the Skybet Championship in 24th with just the 25 points. We're now managed by Sean Maloney, though. This will be his debut game in charge of us. So far this season, we've played 28 matches, won 6, drawn 7 and lost 15 of them. We've scored 27, conceded 49, so that puts us on a minus 22 goal difference and we've only kept the four clean sheets, two of them at home and two of them away. We know how bad our home form has been this season because we've only picked up nine of our 25 points there, but away from home we've played 13, won four, drawn four and lost five. We've scored 16 and conceded 19 and as I say we've we've kept two clean sheets on the road, so 16 of our 25 points have come there. 
but it is not great looking through our last six games. If you go back to December 19th, which this run started on, we hosted Sheffield United at the DW. We lost 2-1 to them. Boxing Day, we lost 4-1 at Middlesbrough. Then we went back to the DW, lost 4-1 to Sunderland, followed by another 4-1 to Hull City. On January the 14th, we went down to Cardiff City and rescued a late draw to get it to 1-1. But then on January 21st, we hosted Luton Town for the third time this season, and we lost 2-0 there. So over the last six games, we haven't won any games. Drawn one, lost five, scored five, and conceded 17. I am hopeful that we can go to Ewood Park and try and pick up some kind of form again and hopefully get this new manager bounce under Maloney that I hoped that we would get under Colo Torre and it never, never came. I wouldn't say that we really had much of a positive spark under Colo Torre, but I'm hoping that with Graham Barrow and Sean Maloney back that we can put something together. There is a lot of optimism there. There's a lot of positivity that I'm seeing online from people who are working behind the scenes at the club, even some of the players. You know, Now that we've seen the, the training ground pictures and we're getting the match conferences back again that we didn't get under Colo Torre, they look happy, they look smiley. Sean Maloney seems full of confidence, so I hope that we can go and translate that onto the field on Monday night. Okay, so now I want to run through the who to watch players for Blackburn Rovers. I've selected three that I'm going to go through, but I might mention a couple of others as well that I think could still be quite dangerous. First off, we have centre-forward Ben Brereton-Diaz. He's played 27 games for them in the league, scored nine, got four assists, and they're averaging 1.59 points per game with him there. He's a striker that pretty much everybody in the Championship knows. He's been linked with Premier League moves for quite a while, but apparently he has signed now a pre-contract agreement with Villarreal, so he will be going there at the end of the season. His last goal, though, came on November the 11th against Huddersfield, and he's got three assists since. He started the season really well. has kind of gone a little bit off the boil most recently, but if there's ever a team that a player wants to play to get back on track, usually it's, it's Wigan Athletic, and I'm no doubt he's going to be a bit of a handful for us. Next up, I've got Tyrese Dolan. He is a right winger who came through Manchester City's Youth Academy, but also then moved to Preston's Academy. Ended up moving to Blackburn from there. He's, I think he's had a bit of an injury recently because he missed Sunderland, Borough and Cardiff, but he was back against Rotherham in that 4-0 loss and then on the bench against Bristol City. But he's played 23 games this season, scored three, got four assists, and they are averaging 1.70 points per game with him. So he's on the higher end of the, the Blackburn players for points per game. And he's definitely somebody that we do need to watch out for. He was a player that I thought played quite well in the last fixture as well. Next up, we have Bradley Dack. 19 games played, three goals, one assist. They are averaging 1.16 points per game with him. So it's very low compared to everybody else. I don't really know what's going on, but... He's been at Blackburn for six years. He scored the last time out against Bristol City, but his first goal of the season was against Preston on October the 12th, then Cardiff and obviously Bristol City. So he's not done much this season. He's been a bit of a rotation player. He's not been a key player for them at all. Outside of those three main attacking ones, I've got Ryan Hedges, who's 25 games played, two goals, four assists, and he's averaging 1.60 points per game. He's a right winger, but his first three assists came in the first two games, and he's been quite sporadic since. Scored his first goal on September the 13th against Watford, but then the second one came against Middlesbrough on December 29th. So his numbers are looking all right, but they're not they're not consistent enough for me to think that you know he's going to be a real handful for us on Monday. And then finally, Sam Gallagher, 23 games played, three goals, one assist. They're averaging 1.71 points per game when he plays. He's a centre-forward, but he was benched against Bristol City. They seem to go with Ben Brereton-Diaz instead. 
He hasn't got any goals or assists since October the 22nd, where he scored against Birmingham City. And his last assist came on August the 14th against West Brom, where he also scored on that day. Running through Wigan's top performers, we've got Will Keane, who's played 27 games in the league this season, got 10 goals and 2 assists. That's followed by James McLean with 28 games, 2 goals and 5 assists, playing at left. He's been playing that left mid, left wing back sort of position, taking our corners where a lot of his assists have come from. Callum Lang is up next with 19 games played, one goal, and I'm going to count it as five assists. It isn't officially, and I've spoken about this before. It's not an official five assists, but if you're going to include penalty wins, which I do think counts as an assist, then he's up to five. Earlier on in the season, he pulled a few fouls in the penalty area and we managed to convert from them. Next up, we have Charlie White, who's got two goals and two assists in 14 games. He is back on the field training. He's been pictured this, this week. Sean Maloney's spoken about him. So him and Tom Pierce are both back and hopefully he can he can get some minutes in this game. I don't think he'll start, but you know I think that we could probably see him off the bench. And then finally, Tello Asgard, 24 games played, two goals and one assist, playing again in that centre attacking midfield role. With Sean Maloney taking charge of his first game, it's, it's a bit hard to talk about a team selection because I still don't know which formation he's really going to go with. But there's a couple that I think that are possible that he could do. I think a 4-3-3 would be nice. Do I think he's going to do it? Probably not. I think he's going to stick with a, a back three. Maybe do a 3-4-2-1 a probably is the most likely just with the, the personnel that we have got. Starting off in goal, Jamie Jones or Ben Amos. Jones has appeared 14 times this season and conceded 28 goals compared to Ben Amos, 15 games and conceded 21 goals. So it's a bit difficult who you're going to choose there. Ben Amos has three clean sheets compared to Jamie Jones' one. So whether Sean Maloney looks purely at the stats and picks Ben Amos, I don't know. It could be either of them. If we're going to do a back three, I probably want it to be Charlie Hughes. He was January player of the month and I think that he's come in with a lot of confidence been a bit hard done by with the results and I don't think that he can be really be blamed for that but I would do Charlie Hughes, Jack Watmore and either Martin Kelly or Stephen Corker for me. I know Corker's been injured, he's uh, definitely not left the club by any stretch of the imagination, he was in rehabilitation for a muscle injury despite what Twitter was saying by some journalists online. And I think that the game probably comes a little bit too soon to throw Omar Rakik in. Maybe Rakik just needs bedding into the side slowly rather than being thrown in at the deep end and starting. On the wings, most likely we'll see Ryan Nyambe at right wing back. He's obviously played with this Blackburn team before. Whether Sean Maloney thinks that he's going to have some intel on the players, know which side they're going to cut into, I don't know. I do think that sticking with Nyambe though over Dariqua is the right call. And then on the left... Again, could be James McLean. Tom Pierce is back, but I think it might be a bit too soon for him to be thrown in at the full 90. Joe Bennett, I believe, is injured. I don't think he's he's going to be fit for this one. If we're going to play a four in the midfield with the wing-backs included in that, obviously into the middle, then it opens up for two new spaces. Christ Tiehi, I would start him, and probably Max Power will go alongside him. I would like to see Tom Naylor and Tiehi, but I don't think that Sean Maloney and Graham Barrow are going to choose that. Moving up into the attacking positions for the two, it could, this is a really difficult one because you could either choose Talo Asgard and Will Keane, or you could throw Danel Sanani into that and do Sanani and Keane, Sanani and Asgard, Callum Lang still got to come into that. For the three forwards, the ones that I really would like to see and I am quite intrigued by is Talo Asgard on the left, 
Will Keane in the centre and then Daniel Sanani out on the right. I would obviously have Callum Lang involved in some way, probably off the bench and coming on you know, later on into the second half, give a bit of freshness in his legs. But I do think that Daniel Sanani will be raring to go, showing what he can offer. And he is a tricky player that I am really intrigued to see. I think that his link up with Talo Asgard will work well and I would rather Asgard be starting than a lot of other people. So that's the forward three that I would go with. Overall, though, full feelings on the game. All I really want is a good Wigan performance. I feel like we haven't really had one for a long time. Colo Torre the whole time, something that I'm very happy to push under the carpet and move on from. Under Sean Maloney, I think that we are going to be totally different. I think our January transfer window was quite good overall. We know what we need to do now. Sean Maloney knows what we need to do. Graham Barrow has been here before. He's seen managers come and go, and he's managed to help us out in some way. So I think having... Barrow alongside Maloney is going to be great. But yeah, just, that's all I really want is Wigan to put in a good performance that they can be proud of. There's going to be about 2,500 people going to Ewood Park on Monday night. So I really hope it is loud and the players can, can react really well to it. I did say on the Progress of Unity podcast that my game prediction was a 2-1 win to Wigan. The last two League One promoted sides that Blackburn have played, they lost to Sunderland at the Stadium Alight and then went to Rotherham and lost 4-0 there. So I said that on that basis, we, we are going to be the other one to beat them as well. And the last time they did play on a Monday was that Sunderland game. So if there's any good luck that we can ride, it is that. But that is everything from me on this podcast as always you can follow our twitter which is at central wigan and you can subscribe to our substack which is centralwigan.substack.com that's just a newsletter that goes straight to your email includes things like this match preview match reviews loan news and obviously any big news that comes out of the club so hopefully we can get a win on monday night at ewood park and we'll be back afterwards with a game analysis to go through everything that happens so that is everything from me and up the ticks